0: peace welcome to another episode of sex on shuffle i am your host cindy lee your succulent sex with pronouns they and she. And today I wanted to talk about Bridgerton. And I know it's been a minute, but it was one of the things that I had a deep dive during my little break. And I immediately, because I can't watch anything without paying attention to the messages, I immediately was like, I have to make an episode about it. I don't know when, I don't know who, You know, how spirit will move me, but it got to get done. So I wrote a couple of notes. I said, I'm going to keep it to, here are some teachable moments I saw in Bridgerton as I watched it. I'm sure I have critiques. They may come out. They may not. I want to keep it with the messages because everything is layered. (laughs) Yeah, I I get tangential. So I'm like, let me just. Keep it to, you know, concise and cute, right? In in grad school, they stayed telling us that brevity is key. And I always, like, went against that. So we're going to make this work. And that means here is your disclaimer that I am spoiling the fuck out of Bridgerton in this show, in this episode, So if you have not seen it and you are not someone who's into spoilers, I know I'm not. I get an attitude if somebody tells me or something. Like, I'm really committed to it (laughs) unless I know that I'm absolutely not going to watch it or don't give a fuck about it. So, yes, I'm letting you know now this episode will be here for you. If you want to watch it and then come back and talk to me or listen, I would say, to what the hell I got to say about this Uh, In terms of sex and sexuality and the things that came up for me. So the first one I want to bring up right off the bat is the scene where Daphne, who is the love interest, and Simon, who is played by reggae Jean Page, uh, they're about to have sex. Right? And I'm not going to bring up all the other plots and all the other things. I want to be specific about these lessons. So in one instance, they're about to have sex. Well, they're having sex. It's happening. Magic is happening or whatever. And throughout the whole show, Simon was real adamant about not having kids. And you see the layers as to why. That's you know a whole other conversation. But something about Daphne seems to... It seems to come up and she starts to feel away. And basically, we have to talk about the lack of consent in a particular scene where she flips, you know, she flips him over, she starts riding him, and you know the the previous sex he he did a lot of pulling out right he did a lot of coitus interrupt this withdrawal because he was adamant that he didn't want to have kids he wasn't real specific or clear about it but it wasn't also not even asked for the clarity right like there was no communication in that clarity piece so basically she gets on top he's about to come she locks in and stays on it and You could tell by his face. He's like, I can't believe that happened. That fucked me up a little, right? Like, that was a little bit of a visceral, like, I hope we're going to have a conversation about how that's not okay. And if they don't, or if they haven't, this is why I'm bringing it up on this show. It is not okay for you to go against anyone's consent, regardless of the gender, regardless of whatever the justification that Daphne thought she had so it it felt to me like oh i'm going to i'm going to ride him and i'm i'm gonna see what's going to happen and i'm going to lock in right i'm going to stay on top and not pull out because he stays pulling out and i'm gonna see what happens and i'm going to see you know and then catch him it felt like she was very like i'm gonna catch him in the act and i'm gonna catch him in this lie however again i know it's a show right but like you didn't ask for any clarity around the language that he was using about not being interested in kids or not wanting to have kids. There, there could have been follow up questions if that was something that was important to you. And no doubt she could change. Right. Because our we are human. We can sign up for something and then be like, oh, I don't think or now that I've sat here with it, you know, children are real important to me or whatever. And it just felt like she was she felt justified in, in that happening. And it reminded me of stealthing and how stealthing isn't seen as uh, a lack of consent or assault or violence and how we had to have a real conversation about that a couple years back. And if you don't know what stealthing is, stealthing is, I'll give you an example. Stealthing is, let's say someone with a penis has penetrative sex with someone with a vagina, right? And the agreed upon negotiation before fucking is that they were going to put a condom on. But somewhere in betwixt the scenario, the person with the penis takes the condom off or never puts it on. Uh, another An example of that, which I'm sure I feel like I could do a whole other show on that. If you saw the HBO Max show, I May Destroy You, it has a lot of activating shit in it however it has an example of stealthing and how that is a violation right okay so coming back to it it kind of reminded me of that it reminded me of those things that for some folks they will be like oh that's gray or nah that is a clear violation i felt away just watching it because i know if we don't or if someone doesn't have a conversation about it that people are going to think that's okay or people are going to be on like Daphne's side like you know cuz kids are so important to a lot of folks that are at least in my experience conditioned to prioritize marriage and children particularly if we're looking at the this as a historical piece i'm sure that played way more of a part back then as well so i wanted to bring it in that space and say Communication is important. Clarifying questions are important. Bringing up feelings around, oh, I thought that wasn't going to be a problem. Now I think it is. Or, oh, I interpreted you saying you you didn't want to have kids as you couldn't have kids. So I feel like there was deception when I'm finding out that you can, like you have the capacity to, you just do not want to. Yeah, I'm I'm going to stop there for that one. Another instance that comes up for me in watching the show, and again, this is in hindsight, but I wrote, you know, I wrote some notes for myself because I was like, I definitely got to talk about this. It's overall, with the message I got around sex and sexuality from watching is that it's just another receipt as to why sex education or being able to talk about sex and sexuality without guilt, without shame, particularly in families or in folks that you're close with, how important it is because... Daphne you know one of the big things a part of the show at least from my understanding of it is that Daphne had never had sex before you know they talk about virginity a lot and I know if you are a repeat listener you know how I feel about virginity as a construct overall and we we have to bring up that regardless of it being a construct it has power if we're looking at it culturally so there was scenes that would be like she's trying to have a conversation with folks about it. And it seems as though the only person or one of the only people that were a little bit more forthcoming (laughs) around information around sex and sexuality was Simon. And I'll get to that in a second. So it was uncomfortable to see her not be able to have those conversations or her, mom not being able to talk to her and this assumption that oh as soon as Daphne gets married she's just gonna know we're just gonna learn right and or thinking about how like her mom and maybe her mom's mom having this assumption that once you get married it'll all fall into place when that could have been such an opportunity to be clear and to talk about those things and to have a conversation that's candid and understand that they they don't have to be perfect. The conversations don't have to be perfect. I don't want someone to listen to this to think like I'm judging or shaming someone for not being able to have the conversation. But all I see is that that was just a beautiful, like I, that was a beautiful opportunity. That was a space where if... We were able to talk about sex and sexuality. There would have been. It just feels like a missed opportunity. It feels like. Everybody is clueless. And. Feels like there's a certain respectability politics around. Not being able to talk about it. Or. Being like that's not. Quote unquote ladylike to discuss it. Where. I say this a lot to my students and I'm going to say it to y'all. I probably said it to y'all too, but like no message is a message too. So there were instances in this show where you saw that not having a conversation about it also was a learned lesson for folks (laughs) in having to navigate this world as a sexual being and being unclear what's going on. And again, luckily, Daphne had Simon to talk through this. But even that, it looked like it was a little bit uncomfortable because, again, it's a historical piece. You know, our society is hella fucking gendered back then, even more so. So it was very like, oh, you know, we don't talk about those things with one another, right? And sure. But again, sex Sex education, being able to talk about these things comfortably, even if we don't know other things, right? Acknowledging that we could fuck up and we don't know these things and we're not experts unless we, you know, seek out that knowledge and that that shit is okay. Uh, look, again, I don't expect Bridgeton to have that kind of teachable moment. But it's still that's what comes up for me when I see shit like that. The next one I want to talk about is the masturbation scene with Daphne. I thought it was great you know, I'm here for it. I'm glad it was in it. I'm glad that scene was in the show so that again, we can talk about how masturbation is a thing and it's not harmful. And it's something that if you want to do it is completely quote unquote normal, right? It's, it's, there's no shame in it. There's so many benefits to masturbation and to being able to Explore your own body and put some emphasis on having that autonomy for yourself. I think it was good for someone who hasn't even explored their sex or their sexuality. Someone who hasn't been physical, even though it's here for everyone. (laughs) You know, again, who hasn't had their sexual debut. But I will say that TV, and I know I love them too, but TV loves some orgasms and usually their orgasms coming from folks with penises so i appreciate that we're talking about an orgasm on you know a woman a fo- someone with a vagina i'm here for it but i also want to mention that that was a beautiful scene but it does not happen to everyone all the time meaning don't have an expectation that if you've never masturbated before or if you've never been sexual before at all that You know, you're going to have this experience where the first time you try to explore your body, you're going to immediately have this intense orgasm. If this shit happens for you, that's great. I want you to be fantastic, bask in it. And if you want to set the scene the way, you know, she did, you want to have lighting and all types of magic, you know, do what you got to do. But just know that it's okay if that's not your experience. If you don't have uh, an orgasm at all. Right, Because the goal is to be able to explore your body. The goal, at least to me, the goal is to be able to discover different types of pleasure. Orgasms are great, but they don't have to be the goal. So I don't want anybody to see this and feel like they didn't reach a particular milestone if they didn't come uh, when they masturbated. And with that, I can't have an episode about sex teachable moments on Bridgerton without talking about just the sex scenes overall. Like they did stuff to my spirit. I ain't even going to hold you. They were very sensual. I appreciated them. I appreciated the communication that showed up so much. Like they were talking about things and asking for things. It made me immediately think when I peeped it, when I saw it, I was like, I bet you, I told my lover, I'm like, I bet you money that they hired an intimacy coordinator. So when I looked up if that happened, it did. They did have an intimacy coordinator. They have some articles. I could put them in the podcast notes around what it felt like to have someone there to like support them through that process as actors. There's also this really funny SNL clip that I saw in doing my little research that I'll also add in the pod notes when they're making fun of like intimacy coordination. And for folks of you who are not familiar, there are folks now, um, which is funny because shout out to all the sexuality professionals like myself who was tweeting and being on the interwebs and being like, this scene would have been so much better on other shows if you had sex ed folks come in, right? Like this is not factual if you would have sex folks come in (laughs) it would be live right like so i'm glad that that exists and there are people there that are showing up in ways that um give ease and also make it a little bit more realistic (laughs) and take away that patriarchal gaze right that exists in a lot of media but i'm gonna put in that snl in the pod notes because it's funny as hell And they talk about like double standards and I appreciate that. They talk about nipples, you know, I'm just here for it. But the sex scenes I was here for. I will also give the caveat that I love, I'm here for sex in other places outside of a bed. I want you to live your best life and I want you to stay ready though. So, you know, they made those sex scenes real cute, but I know for myself, I'm not having sex on the stairs again, like my pieces, sure if that's your thing be great I don't want you to think that I'm judging you but be mindful that not everything is going to be beautiful up against sharp corners that's it and you don't have to right like if you want to have sex in your house or whatever you want to have sex at that's in your private areas and you don't want to have it in the bed know that you can incorporate other shit right I'm going to bring a pillow right I'm going to get comfy (laughs) at least that's important for me And know that you can do those things. You can try all types of experimental sex positions. And you don't got to do it at the detriment of your pieces. Unless, you know, you like a good Epsom salt soak after you fuck. I'm here for that too. I think the last thing I'll bring up, because there's a bunch of different little messages, especially if we open up the broader thing around uh, interracial relationships, gender. There's layers that we could talk about. I'm sure someone out there can create a syllabus or a whole series on sex and Bridgerton. And if anybody's listening, you down to do that, tag me in because I'm here for it. But the last thing I wanted to bring up, I know I brought up pulling out in the beginning of this episode. I feel like that's a sexuality teachable moment too. Because I know in my experience, a lot of folks are familiar with pulling out. It's not something that they needed to know more about. However, it was realistic. It was an opportunity to bring it up that it's not a effective method. If we're talking about something like being concerned about somebody getting pregnant, for example, because a lot of times we talk about pulling out, we talk about pregnancy, but it is a method. And I appreciated that we, it was brought up that it's going to be a thing. And let's talk about how that's not going to necessarily work, especially if we're talking about pregnancy and or, contracting sexually transmitted infections pulling out is a method so I'm here for like harm reduction or just you know I'm sure there's people that pull out because they just enjoy pulling out or they enjoy you know semen or whatever it is a representation and I'm here for bringing up representation so that we can talk about it in a variety of ways I feel like I have an article on looking at pulling out and withdrawal and talking about it from a harm reduction perspective instead of just demonizing and shaming people for doing it. I just want you to know all your options. That's all. When I did, when I taught uh, sexuality classes at colleges and you look up the data, they have data for withdrawal method. There's data. It just shows you in comparison to other methods if you're concerned about uh, STI as a pregnancy, you know whether or not it's as effective as some other means and ways to uh, protect yourself. Let me know what you think. Let me know if some of these pieces that I mentioned came up for you as well, or if you have another interpretation. I'm happy to hear it. This is how we build. I'd like to engage with you more. If you have any questions or any follow-up, I'm happy to do episodes around your questions. Just send me an email at sexonshuffle at gmail.com. I'll put it in the podcast notes. Other than that, please, I hope you have the day that you need. Thank you for listening and supporting. Peace out.